anyone can start a podcast. And I think you and I both knew that at the start, I'll admit that I thought it was just turning the mic on and just speaking into a mic and everything would be fine and people would come and listen and you put it out into the world. I put my episode, my first episode out into the world and nothing happened. Like there were no fireworks, there were no balloons, there were no whistles, there was no marching band. It was just out in the world. I waited so long to put an episode out and then nothing happened. So then it was like, oh, okay, I can do this again. Hello, it's Rosie Rose here with you once again for another episode. And like I promised last episode that I've got a special one for you with my friend, Biz Bestie Jessica. This episode is a dear one as I talk to my Biz Bestie friend and cheerleader who now has a thriving podcast herself called Minding Bliss. Now this episode aired a little while ago on her podcast, so I've taken it with her permission and I've brought it over to this one. Jessica and I had a conversation about how podcasting has helped her grow in her business, but also I share a few insights about how I got into this world of podcast production and mentoring. I hope this gives you the inspiration you need to start your podcast and I also talk about the free call at the end for listeners and would love to extend this invitation to you as well to book in a call and let's chat about your next steps to get your podcast up and running by the end of 2023. Imagine that you'd be a fully fledged podcaster before the end of 2023 ready for the 2024 year to come. Enjoy the episode with mompreneur, mindset coach and my friend Jessica. Hey mama, in today's episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Rosie Rose, a talented podcast coach and editor who's experienced an amazing journey from being a radio host, interviewing sporting legends, famous comedians and artists to quitting her nine to five to start her own podcast and business. As my very own podcast coach and editor, I can absolutely attest to her amazing skills and coaching. Rosie not only understands the challenges that new podcasters face, but she also helps her clients find their unique voice to develop their show, and empower them to achieve their podcasting goals. So sit back, relax, and let's welcome Rosie to the show. Rosie, thank you so much for being here. I have raved about you so much. And anytime anyone asks me about my podcast, how it's been, the journey, been able to get it out there, I literally rave about you. I'm like, it's Rosie. Like the reason I sound this good, the reason my episodes have been doing so well, it's because my podcast editor slash coach slash friend has actually been doing all the hard work behind the scenes. So you make it seem just so flawless, but I mean, you're the real deal. So I'm so happy and excited to have you here. I'd love for you to tell us just a little bit about yourself before we get started, because I do have a few questions and I just can't wait. So I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. Jessica, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. My goodness, such a great feeling to finally be able to be on it now. Where do I start? So I was working uh, in a nine to five and then decided to do something a little bit different and got into radio and then moved into, after a few events, moved into podcasting. So it's been a little bit of a journey. Yeah, I'm excited because the amount of leisure that's come out of it as being a podcast editor has been a hundredfold just to see like you succeed in all of it. So coming to that point in that journey has, yeah, it's full circle. So I'm really enjoying working with you. Oh gosh. Thanks. Thanks so much, Rosie. Honestly, when you told me the first time that you were a former radio host, I'm like, that is so cool. Like, that is so interesting to me. I don't think I've ever met anyone who's been in radio. And I'm sure that's a different world. And I'm sure it's very similar to podcasting. And you know all about that. So thank you. Just like, thank you for being here. Thank you for making me sound, like I said, just really flawless in my episodes. And 
for just being so willing also to be here. I know you're going to be editing this episode, which is so funny because we're doing it and then you're going to go behind the <laughs> make it sound even better. Anyways, I want to get started. So I don't want to go off tangent like I normally do, but I want to start out with a few questions. And I would love for you to just elaborate as much as you want. There are no filters. I People hear from me way too often. So I, I feel like they, they know, I know they want to hear from you. So the first question that I have, and you kind of already pulled this briefly, but I'd love for you just to kind of open up more about your story. Like, how did you get into podcasting? And I guess along with that question is, and I feel like it'll just transition naturally, but what about podcasting do you love so much? Well, I just want to say you have done the majority of the work so that I can edit it so smoothly in the background. So you're also doing such a fabulous job at your end to put the podcast together in the first place for us. I wouldn't have anything to work with. And what you're doing makes my job so much easier. So moving from a nine to five and just not like deep inside that core, I just felt like I was not fulfilling what I wanted to do in life. And I had no idea what I was going to do and moved to another town. My partner knew I was coming home every day and I was upset and I just didn't feel right in myself. At the very beginning, I thought I'd done all these things. What job am I going to go for? And I went and saw a guy. He was a bit woo-woo and I was a bit skeptical. And he's given me this test to do for for like what jobs are good for you, what skills you have. It ended up being a result in working with people, being able to teach things, like simplify things for people to understand or just working in general with younger folk. So then there were a few jobs that came out. So there were a list of jobs and radio was one of them or some kind of media, PR or something. And I was like, okay, when I was younger, you do work experience in high school. And I did a week or two weeks at my local newspaper because I wanted to be a journalist. That never fruition because... I was really shy. you got to be a wordsmith. Honestly, my editor that was looking after me pretty much almost scrapped the whole thing and rewrote my article because it was terrible. I didn't know how to write it. So fast forward, my partner knew I was upset. I did this test and all these results came out. And then he's like, enroll in this. There's a radio course coming up at the end of the year. Join it for three months. See how you go. I loved it. And then I finished the course and we had to put a 10 minute episode together and record that. And I recorded my partner because I wanted to do a travel show. We love traveling. And we put a radio show together and he helped me out with that. And we were assessed and we had to push all the buttons and then it was done. And I went back to work the next week thinking, oh, nothing of it. And then I get an email from a host who was doing a Friday afternoon show. And she's like, oh, hey, you just finished the course. Do you want to come and help out? I was so taken aback because I didn't think anything of it. I walked out of the studio thinking, oh, whatever. I've done this course. It's another skill I can add to my resume. Yeah, so she emailed me and I was like, oh, my goodness, a show. Like, And I said, yes. I was like, yes, I'll do it. So I jumped in. It was a two-hour show, like live, two hours. You had to have a criteria of at least four interviews in the two hours, a certain amount of songs, a certain amount of ads. And every week, like you had to push out these shows and it was just a high. It was like, bang, bang, bang. You need to line up your own guests. I just jumped in the deep end so bad. So it was a show on interviewing artists, right? Right. They were either painters or authors or musicians or comedians. And then I'd start ringing these people and people want to be on radio. So they start emailing the station and they're like, oh, we want to be on the show. Can you fit us in? It's like, yeah, sure. And then we'd do an interview. So sometimes we'd talk for ages because I was so shy to cut the conversation off. I'd have to 
cut that down into maybe 12 minutes. So a 45 minute talk, I had to cut down it into 12 minutes. And some of the guys, because there's a common room and they're like, oh, you know, we have to sometimes cut our interviews down into three minutes. And you know what? I got it down to 256 one time. I'm like, whoa. And here I am, like, I'm working at midnight on the Thursday night trying to figure it out because there was barely any help and it's just like, go, go, go. And I'm asking people, I'm like, can you send me some interview questions or how do I become a better host? And not a lot of help. And they're like, just, just be yourself was the answer. And just be curious about the person you're interviewing. Okay. So I brought kind of my own personality in and found my groove. So I ended up running the show for nearly two years. I had to really like think about what was going to go in the show every single week. It was so much fun. And then the pandemic hit, we had to set up a studio at home and try and do like a Zoom or use a program to connect with the guest. And that just got really sticky and hard and not fun because I like being in the studio and you pull the mic down and then you plug your headphones in and you push all the buttons and stuff sitting at home sort of just doing it that way and then the sound was static and it was just hard to edit. So radio ended up fizzling out and I ended up going back into a job, basic admin, and again, falling back into that cycle of, oh, I'm in the wrong thing. I want to help people. I've got more to give. I thought, well, if everything's set up at home, why not try and start a podcast? And so I started a podcast and I had the whole thing of imposter syndrome style over again. How am I even going to put a podcast together I'm by myself? I don't have to adhere to any of the guidelines anymore that the radio station wants. It's all on me now. And they teach you things in radio not to say or not to do. And then I was kind of in my head at the same time and I had that anxiety. So for about six to eight months, I didn't do anything about a podcast, but the thought was there and it kept eating at the back of my mind to start one. So it's the middle of the pandemic. I started a podcast and trying to find good news stories happening around the world and sharing them. At the time, John Krasinski was doing his good news and I kind of had that same idea and I'm like, who am I to do this? He's a big star. People are sending all their stuff to him. And then he sold it off. I thought, who am I to do that? And I compared myself to this major star and I was nobody. It flopped because of me and I think it would have taken off and it would have been really good. So I did about three episodes and then whoever I would tell them, they would say, yeah, that would be great. We need more good news stories. It was so hard to find a good news story. It was so hard to research because everything in the media was just pandemic stats or really bad things going on. Or And I had to dig really hard and I ended up just finding animal stories or... <laughs> It's always good to brighten your day, I thought. So I recorded them. I never released them. I didn't release them for 18 months, suffering from this whole imposter syndrome. I'm still not happy. I brainstormed all this stuff. What am I good at? What can I do? I've been through radio and I guess podcasting is not so hard because I've had a go at it. Why not teach it to somebody? So it's coming back to what I was good at. And so then here I was trying to find ways to help people start their own podcast. So then I started my own podcast on how to start a podcast. And then I finally got to meet you and work with you. That is so cool. Oh my gosh. I, I am so impressed and amazed at just your journey hearing how you started and I love that your partner was so encouraging and just like hey do this course and you just jumped in with both feet you're like all right and they weren't playing games they're like hey you did this course you're doing this for two hours that's insane I cannot imagine I think I literally record I think max well if we're not talking about guest interviews but just with me alone my longest episode is probably like, what is it? Like 19, 15 minutes, not very super long. I can't imagine interviewing someone for two hours or I know you would have different shows, but just being at that. For, and 
If this is your jam, I'm sure time flew by super fast. It was so quick. The two hours went like that. It was really good. It's fun. It's like an adrenaline thing as well because you're sort of, okay, three, two, one, button. Okay, mic on. It's so funny. You literally just said, it's so fun. And in my mind, I'm like, that sounds so technical. That sounds, it's not fun, but you love it. And that's why you're so good at it. That is so incredible. I loved it. My gosh. It is insane. And to think about like how imposter syndrome, you know, and I've talked about this in different episodes that I've done. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. It literally eats you up if you allow it so much that you, like you said, you know, you didn't end up publishing or posting those episodes, but I love that you learned from it. I love that you learned from it because you created this new podcast and you have done so amazing. You have amazing clients and you just keep getting clients every time. And it's because you're so good at what you do. To me, honestly, it's so inspiring because I can guarantee that every single mompreneur experiences imposter syndrome, no matter where you are in life. Like if there's a mompreneur out there who says, I've never experienced imposter syndrome. I would love to know. Yeah. Please give us the secret. We all experience it, but it's what we do about it. We are currently feeling like an imposter, like who am I to do this? Recognize it and let's do something about it. So I just love that you did something different because if you would have done the same thing that you did before, you probably wouldn't have the success that you do have and the clients that you do have. We wouldn't have met. I wouldn't have had my podcast going. It's a little crazy and insane to think that one small decision, if we allow our thoughts to either motivate, inspire, help us take action, or literally we just sit there and we are the victims of our thoughts. So I commend you for literally doing something different and saying, I know what I'm doing. And if I don't, I'll figure it out and take one step at a time. And if I knew you then and you were having those thoughts, I would have been like, Rosie, stop it. <laughs> stop it because, yeah, snap out of it because Look at what you've done. You have been a radio host, all the experiences that you've had. And how can you tell me you can't create a podcast? Like, heck no, I wouldn't have what you, but you did it, which is amazing. So that kind of takes me to the second question, which is what is the most memorable experience or story that you have as a radio host? For the most part, I loved everything of it, like the atmosphere, but I think I loved interviewing guests. That was so much fun because I had this curiosity of people of where they've come from, what they've done, where they've been and their life. Like I just like listening to them. Um, I think that's what made me a better interviewer as well with just asking those questions about who they were, what got them from where they were to their success. For example, I ended up interviewing a heap of comedians. I used to go to watch comedians all the time when they'd come to the town and to finally book them and interview them. It was so cool. I'd see them on stage and then to finally sit with them or talk to them and interview them, I was starstruck. So through radio, I got to talk to people that I never would have contact with in real life. Just having that childlike curiosity of who people are, I really liked that. Work under pressure a little bit as well. I like that. And to edit down to a certain time frame, I've loved transitioning into the podcasting side of things and using my radio skills to edit and come up with a product at the end and say, this is what I've done. There were a couple of sporting legends I got to interview that I never thought I would come across and they were lovely. So that going back to the imposter syndrome, sometimes I couldn't come into the studio. 
you'd make the phone call to start talking to them and say, I'm going to interview you today. And they're like, yeah, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Whatever. Let's do it. And then I'm here sitting nervous, not sure what to say and thinking, oh, you're so big. You're a star. And who am I? Like that would creep in again. But once the conversation started, it it was like a conversation between friends almost. And they were really, really good. And I think that gave me that internal spark of just loving it and it's like I want to do it again I want to do it again and that addiction of wanting to talk to people it really is so cool it's so awesome that you were able to meet these stars and you were able to get to know them and I know that you're one who and you already said this but you just love to get to know people for who they are like what's your story why do you do what you do who are you that is so amazing that you got to experience that not only that you got to experience it through maybe a phone call like you said but that you actually got to meet these people and that you got to interview them and you see them on stage and it's like oh my goodness how could I ever how could I ever speak to you and then here you are asking them all these deep questions realizing you know these are normal people (laughs) These are people just like just like me and they have imposter syndrome. They experience similar things or worse things. I feel like that definitely sets you apart from either other podcast coaches or editors because you have this background as a radio host. You know what it's like to work under pressure. You know what it's like to cut down, oh my goodness, a few hour episode or interview to 12 minutes. Like how on earth do you do it? It's so funny because I'm I'm even curious what you're gonna do with this episode. <laughs> but like it's really funny. I know I'll record or I'll have an interview with someone and I either, I obviously catch myself, right? I either sound, I feel like I'm sounding like super repetitive or I said something incorrectly and then I correct myself right after or just something like I catch myself, but I don't, I don't tell you, I forget to tell you. I just forget (laughs) to tell you. And then like, I send it off to you. Then when you send it back to me, I listen to it. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember I messed up here, but you somehow your magic, you do whatever you do to make me sound like I just said it flawlessly, like I didn't say it incorrectly, or like the flow between even sentences, between just even things that I feel like, was that just fluff or was it maybe that story was not even necessary. And just having you fix that, I listened to it and I'm like, oh, I actually just got inspired with what I just said. That actually educated me. But it's all about how you say things because it's not just me, it's other people. Person A and person B can say the exact same thing. But the way person A says it, you may resonate with that person better than person B just because of the way they said it. And that's another perk to have you as my podcast editor and coach is the fact that you give me feedback on my own content. You're a mompreneur as well. I even ask you, and I'm like, please let me know if that was not valued. I'm not going to be offended if that content was just too much. Let me know, remove it, do whatever you need to. I'm just so grateful that you have those skills because I don't know what I would do without you. So seriously, oh my gosh, I really am so grateful for what you do. And you took a chance on yourself when you started in the radio world, not even thinking that you were going to switch to being or pivot to becoming a podcast editor coach. And now that you do that, you're able to impact so many people, not just locally, but I'm all the way over here in the United States near in Australia, like across the world, literally. And you're able to help us with the skills that you took a chance on and you believed, even though it was hard in the beginning, you move past it 
which is amazing. But I could go on and on about that. I wanted to ask you because I know a lot of entrepreneurs who, and I know because I have had conversations with them where it's like, well, how do I even start a podcast? Or why would I even start a podcast? Like, why is that something that interests you? To me, I personally love it. And I did an episode on this. It's actually episode eight of why I started my podcast. I'd like to ask you, as the podcast coach and the podcast editor, why is it important to start a podcast? Well, just before I say that, just a tip for your audience and your listeners to help with editing at the end would be what you do really well. And I think you instinctively did this. I didn't have to tell you or explain it to you, but you worked it out from an editing perspective that if you've made a mistake, you take a pause and then you restate what you're saying and that makes a world of a difference when you're editing. And that's what helps with making you sound so smooth and flawless. So it's you as well. And you make sure that you say what you want to say clearly to be able to edit it easily afterwards. To start a podcast, getting into your listeners' ears and you're building a rapport. It's intimacy, really. Not in the sense of an romantic thing, but the intimacy with your listener so that they build that trust with you and they get to know who you are and they get to know your style of what you're bringing whether it's a product or a service. Podcasting is a fabulous medium to build an audience, to get to know new people. Even though it's not radio, you can do that with a podcast and interview people from your niche or your industry or experts that you'd like to bring on. You build that rapport and then eventually... Once they become raving fans of your podcast, they spread it to other people and also want to purchase something from you in the end. You use that as your vehicle to build almost like a friendship with your listener. Another thing is a first impression. So like you were saying, it's the way that you say things. And if people like the sound of you, your first impression works. So we all know the seven second rule of being able to make that first impression when you walk into a room. And it's the same with listening to somebody. People can make that judgment in up to one tenth of a second and know by the sound of your voice whether they're going to like you or they're not going to like you. It's 38% of the way that you hear words. While it's visual is a lot more, but that's a high percentage of people listening to you anyways to make that judgment. And you're speaking to that person every single week. So eventually they are expecting something from you every week to bring some kind of knowledge or value or expertise to them. And they're actually waiting for you. You're building that authority and you're wanting to be that expert. So for me, for example, I'm building up to be that expert in podcasting and podcast editing so that when people go away and they hear my episode or they've come across me, they can pass on to their friend and say, I know Rosie, she's a podcast editor. She's the guru. I want you to go to her. I want to become that kind of person. And same for you with your podcast. When you're putting episodes each week, you want people to know that you're the expert in your area, specifically for mumpreneurs and for them to come to you and understand that you're the person that they want to work with or get their information from. Anyone can start a podcast. And I think you and I both knew that at the start, I'll admit that I thought it was just turning the mic on and just speaking into a mic and everything would be fine and people would come and listen and you'd put it out into the world. I put my episode, my first episode out into the world and nothing happened. Like there were no fireworks, there were no balloons, there were no whistles, there was no marching band. It was just out in the world. I waited so long to put an episode out and then nothing happened. So then it was like, oh, okay, I can do this again. I think people have that fear sometimes of putting a podcast out there or not knowing what equipment to use or not knowing uh, where to start with it because it's just a, it's bigger than Ben-Hur sometimes. But I think that's a good question for you. So how did you feel about when you started your podcast and where you were and what you felt before starting, before we met and getting your podcast up? 
That is such a great question. It's totally unexpected. <laughs> I was absolutely nodding when you were talking. I'm like, yep, yeah. That I mean, fireworks would have been really nice, like <laughs> or a party or something. But first of all, I didn't even know that I could have started a podcast. I didn't even know that was a possibility. I saw creating a podcast as I had to have millions of followers. Because the podcasts that I listen to, um, they are they have millions of followers. I thought that in order for me to do that, that's what I needed to do. And of course, these are amazing entrepreneurs who have so many years in their business. And so here comes the well-known imposter syndrome thinking, there's no way I can do that. I have been in business for almost three years. And what do I know? Like, what do I have to offer? Right. But once I knew that having a podcast, I could actually work towards my goals. It's aligned with my goal. I one day would love to be a public speaker and be able to speak to thousands of people. That is one of my dreams. And to know that podcasting is a vehicle to that one, oh, I would love that. This is a great way for me to practice my public speaking skills, but also I would have a greater outreach. I would be able to impact mompreneurs who are in Italy, in France, in Mexico, in Australia, you know, just all over the world. And that to me was like, oh my gosh, I can totally do this. Then I Googled, I'm good at that. Okay, how do I start? What do I do? And it wasn't until I came across you that once you started teaching me, okay, this is what we do, what's your vision and all the logistics of that. First of all, I started with so much excitement that I want to do this. I can do it. Once I Googled it for myself and saw everything that I needed to do and how a lot of those things I didn't understand, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take me to do this. When I came across you and you simplified it for me and you were literally holding me by the hand virtually and showing me like, this is what we do. This is what you need to worry about. This is what I will worry about. It honestly made the whole podcasting process so enjoyable, so calm. I looked forward to it. I didn't have to understand the technical side of parts because that's, that, that's what you do. That's what you worry about. I don't need to do that. And that's exactly why I'm I do tell people and I'm genuinely just sharing my experience when people ask me like, how, like, how do you do your podcast? Like you sound really good. It sounds so professional. And Honestly, and I'm just being very frank right now, I just record, I pause a lot and it's not just once. Sometimes I say something that I'm like, oh, no, 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 I need to record again. But the point is that I just, I record, I focus on the message that I'm putting out there thinking of the one mompreneur who is listening. Once I finish it, I send it to you and that's when I stop worrying about it. Because then you do the whole transitions and music, make it sound very blowy. You send it back to me. I listen to it. I'm like, this sounds amazing. And then it goes out. That's a really nice part. So I guess that was a really long answer to your question. I was excited. Once I found out what I needed to do, I felt overwhelmed. I'm like, heck no, met you. And the process was so much enjoyable. And that's probably one of my favorite things of my business is the fact that I get to record podcasts and they go out and I don't have to worry about any of the technical parts, which that's what you do. So that's why I'm interviewing you because on my end, it's easy and fun. I literally will schedule a time for me to batch content and I look forward to it. I look forward to it and I don't think about anything else versus I think on your end, you're probably like doing all the editing. You have to listen to the entire episode. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope this wasn't super long. Sorry if I paused a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. It was so smooth. You're going to be a public speaker before you know it. Oh my gosh, you got to start booking things. But I mean, 
I'm so sorry. I've sprung that question. I can. I love that. That was such a good question that you asked. Totally unexpected, but I love it because I think a lot of the times people maybe just hear podcasts and they think, wow, that sounds amazing. How do you do that? You just need to know that it, there's a lot that goes into it. Something that just came to mind is so Marie Forleo, she is amazing. We all know that. And she actually had done an episode. I don't even remember what the episode was about, but she actually ended up hosting the not edited one. And um, she was advertising her episode. So I went to listen to it because she's one of the podcasts that I listened to. And I was a little confused. I'm like, wait, why is she just pausing? <laughs> it was so funny. She would like swear in the middle of it. She's like, bleep, this was so not good. And it was just, it was so funny hearing her side, how it goes down. And then I went to her Instagram and I remember seeing the picture that she had posted about like, go listen to the episode. And so many people were like, hey, Marie, you probably didn't notice, but the non-edited one actually ended up going through and it wasn't planned. It wasn't planned. So her podcast team or editor, they said, we're so sorry. We just posted the, the real one. Then you listen to the actual one and it's super flowy, like sounds absolutely perfect but she was actually getting a lot of good feedback and comments from people who wanted to listen to the behind the scenes and they said hey thank you so much for actually posting that one even though it was a it was on on accident because they got to see like what actually goes down behind the scenes unedited in all of its forms it was so cool to hear that i'm like wow that's really cool i guess you're not the only one who as in me you're not the only one who records a thousand times and pauses forever and tries to get your train of thought back and then your baby starts crying you have to pause everything come back <laughs> continue recording and so anyways I just wanted to say that because I'm like yeah it's it's not super pretty all the time but it does pretty and it sounds pretty. and it's funny because I've told you before but um I did want to ask you you know if there are mompreneurs who say like oh this sounds so fun like I would I would love to get my podcast started what would you say are three simple steps that they can get started today to get their podcasts up and running. And I'm asking this question, I'm asking this question on purpose and it's very intentional because I know from experience what it's like to get your podcasts up and running within a month. And I even think we had it within like two weeks, but Miss over here, Mrs. over here wanted to have it like super perfect. And I mean, I just had to continue asking you a thousand questions, which is, but we got it within 30 days. And that was what your program is about. So I'd love to, I'd love for you to just kind of explain what are three simple practical steps that a mompreneur can make right now. Would love for you to kind of talk about the program that you have, how you help mompreneurs and just entrepreneurs in general to get their podcasts up and running. The three things, so if I were to start from complete scratch and I wanted to get the podcast up and running, I would say record yourself on your phone. They're highly sensitive with their mics now and the technology is great. So have a go at recording your voice say an intro and practice yourself saying, hi, my name is Rosie. I'm the host of Make Up a Name of Your Podcast. Uh, and just record yourself saying an intro to the podcast that you want to have. So that starts, that, I guess, that manifesting of your podcast starting. That would be the first thing. So record yourself. And then if you're keen, still keen, have that as a separate audio and then record yourself in an episode. 
So if you want to talk about something in your expertise for 15 minutes and record it, save that on your phone. So that could be the second thing. So record an intro and then record yourself speaking about a topic that you're really excited and keen about, enthusiastic about. And then I think the surprising thing is mumpreneurs were probably thinking, oh, I'd say something about the get the latest tech, download the latest software. You can do this on a really slim shoestring budget, get by and have a podcast out there in the world in 30 days. And number three, have a go at maybe doing an interview with someone. Call up a friend or a business friend or a friend in general or your partner if you're having a little bit of that imposter syndrome creeping in and you're not really sure what to ask them. Practice a Zoom with your partner or a friend and just ask them some questions. Do that as a five or 10 minute interview and there you've got something recorded with some substance and see how that goes. And just remember in the back of your mind as well is that If you do make a mistake with a podcast, unlike radio days where it's live, you can edit that out. It can be completely erased and you can chop and change things to make it sound smoother. So record yourself with doing a practice intro or an episode and practice an interview. And that way you've sort of fast tracked yourself to thinking that you've got a podcast ready to go rather than thinking about doing all that information research and trying to figure it all out. You actually jumping in and having a go so that they would be my three things but then also once you've got that it's not just that so coming into the course for 30 days with me you'll have your episodes recorded you'll know how to script you'll know what to say you'll have all the ways to be able to interview a guest if you want to have more guests on your podcast I'll explain what equipment you need what what actual software you need where to upload so there's so many things that go into it you'll know all of that in 30 days while it sounds like a short amount of time it's actually better that way that you can use that intensive training to then figure out later on whether you want someone to podcast or outsource a particular part of your podcast once I've helped you get all of your episodes sorted and banked up because there's no better feeling right you feel the same of being ahead of time with all of the episodes ready to go once you've got your episodes up and you've been through the course and like you mentioned I handhold you through the whole thing step by step so that you're never lost and once you have all the episodes banked up and you're confident to keep going Then you can think about outsourcing. Look, I don't like the editing. I'm going to let Rosie do it. I don't like the social media. I'm just going to let someone else do that. I don't like the running show notes. You can always outsource a particular part of your podcast. And that makes your job so much easier to record and research or do the stuff that you're really strong in. So that's where I come in and help you if you want some help with that sort of stuff. Oh my gosh, that, and I just have to say that... And this is something I actually haven't mentioned anywhere. I mean, I've told you, but before you, I had invested in a separate or a different podcast course, I guess you could say. And it was definitely cheaper, right? It was cheaper, but I didn't have the support that I needed. So great program, loved it. If you want to do it on your own, then do it on your own kind of thing, which is, I mean, you also have that, but I didn't know you then. And I just had so many questions. I just had so many questions. And I'm one person who likes to be held by the hand. I always have so many questions. I just want to make sure I'm doing it right. I want to make sure that I'm not in a way wasting time trying to figure out all these things. And so I just kind of wish I had more support when I was in that course. But I mean, it makes sense. It was just the course that I bought. They weren't offering any programs or any coaching or anything. But when I came across you, not only did you offered the course, but it was the 101 coaching 
which was aside from group coaching, but like the fact that you showed me and helped me every single step of the way that I could ask questions. And I never, ever felt like, okay, you're asking too many questions or that was a silly question. Like you should know it never, ever. And I'm super grateful for that. If you who are listening, if you're a mompreneur and you want to be held by the hand and you want to make sure that the steps are done correctly so you can save time and actually within 30 days you can have it out, Rosie is the go-to because she is such a wealth of knowledge when it comes to podcasting. And I could go on about that, but I don't know everything about podcasting besides the fact that I just record. So I think those are such great, simple steps that you mentioned in addition to your course. I think a lot of the times you may think that you want to do something, but you don't even try it. So you don't know. So I love that you just gave those simple tips on, you know, try this out. And I know initially in the beginning, as my voice sounds weird, I think everyone experiences that. That is such a very simple way to find out like, yeah, you know, I could totally see this going for a while. And one of the things that you talk about in your podcast is about being consistent, right? Like you don't want to just start your podcast and then drop it because you're not going to grow, right? And how are you going to be able to reach your ideal clients and ideal listeners? And that's one thing that you also help in me and I know your other clients as well is to stay consistent. Planning wisely so you can batch and so that you don't have to worry and stress out, oh my gosh, my podcast needs to go out and I don't have anything done. So that's another huge help for me. I batched, I think it was in January that I batched for two months. And yeah, and that was because my mom was going to be out for Florida in February. And then I had enough, I think it was for like mid-March. And then I didn't have anything in, oh, because life happened, COVID happened over here. <laughs> so I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And I literally have missed one a week and I don't want to beat myself up for it. But just the fact that you helped me though to batch, it was just a week that I missed and it wasn't an entire month or an entire month and a half that I'm barely getting back into the swing of things. But besides that one week, I have not missed once with my episodes. I know that the success that I've had, and I know, like you say, I've done my part. And yes, I have definitely done my part because it does require both ways. I'm just grateful that I've been able to stay consistent and continue to stay consistent because of that accountability that I have from a coach specifically. So just want to say thank you for that. Before we finish, I would love to know if there's anything else that you have in mind that would love to share with mompreneurs, specifically about podcasting, putting you on the spot. I know. <laughs> I think podcasting is definitely on the rise, but I think in your business as a mompreneur, you've got that business up and running. Having a podcast attached to your business will do you wonders. The strength of having a podcast is so beneficial because you're getting to know people that you would never get to know. You're hitting pockets of the world that you'd never, ever thought. So the technology age that we live in now, using a podcast to enhance your business is a no-brainer. Releasing the idea of, not worrying about your voice, the way it sounds, or having that imposter syndrome. Take that all away and just know, even back in the radio days, we had no idea who was listening to our show. It would just go out and through the airwaves and you wouldn't know who was tuning in. But you know that in the um, in the course that you're speaking, think of yourself speaking to one person and that kind of brought you sort of back down to think, I'm helping one person. That's the same with podcasting. And like you mentioned, you're like you're talking to someone like you're talking to someone in the cafe or you're talking to someone like you're um, catching up with a friend and you're explaining something to them that's going to benefit them. So take yourself out of it and make sure that you're helping somebody else through the podcast. And it's it's almost evergreen, isn't it? Because it's recorded and it's out there and you'll be doing this for another 5, 10, 15 years through your business. Someone will go back to episode one 
and you've made an impact on them and they've come across you and they, they want to know more about you and your podcast episode from way back when is still there impacting people. So imagine being able to have that feeling of influencing people all the way through those years. It's such a good feeling. So I don't see why people shouldn't start today or tomorrow or yesterday to know that they can help people with their podcast. So that's what I think mompreneurs should do. And if they have any questions, just ask one of us to help them because we've been at your square one before. So we can help you with that. But yeah, don't be afraid to to start. I love that. That was such a good point. And it was totally, totally unexpected, but like you, you didn't see that coming, but that was so good. That's so, that's so true. And it literally gave me goosebumps to think about that's been me. I've been a listener who goes back to episode one of someone's podcast and I'm like binging on their stuff. And I just feel so inspired. And I'm like, I'm taking action because so-and-so said to and here I go. And I feel like I'm so good at whatever I'm doing because I have a little friend in my pocket telling me <laughs> to do it. So. I just love that because that's just how it is. And I think it's so good to have that perspective and to know that it's actually rising, you know, and we are in the online space now. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, you tend to listen to podcasts anyway. So you are impacting so many moms, so many mompreneurs, entrepreneurs. So I absolutely love that, Rosie. I am so glad that I was able to interview you. I know I have like other million questions that I would love everybody to learn from you even more. But I know we would go on for hours and I know you got your baby girl that's probably waking up soon. And I got my baby boy that I got to go pick up from grandma and grandpa. But I know listeners that are listening to this podcast would love to know where can they contact you if they have questions, if they want to know more about your one-on-one coaching or programs or course, like where can people reach out to you? I think people get scared of coming on and asking a question, especially on social media, because we both do it on our episodes. We're like, come and send me a DM. And people think probably whether we're not going to get back to them or, but you can find me on Instagram where we can have a conversation if you're stuck in a certain area um, at podcast with Rosie or every week I send something out in an email that gives you a tip or a script or, a, or some kind of help. Come and join me on that. That's where I mainly hang out. If you have any questions, yeah. Send us through DM and we can sort of work through and troubleshoot wherever you're having trouble or just feeling stuck. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you have your own podcast. So if people are like, I would love to binge on your content as well, where can they find you? It's called Podcast with Rosie. If anywhere you listen to podcasts, there's tips and tricks to help you. If you want to start your podcast on your own, I guide you with some help there to do it on your own if you want to do it that way. But otherwise, come into the course and we'll get you up and running in 30 days. Okay, so if there are listeners who are saying in their minds right now, like, I know I want to start my podcast. You have this amazing course. Like, where can I learn a little bit more about this course, your program? Like, what can I do? How can you help me right now, Rosie? Yes, I have a free gift for your listeners. If they want to grow their audience, make an impact and eventually create those raving fans, adding a podcast, as we've talked about today, is the way to go. And they can book a call, a free call where we just chat about where they're up to and I can help them come up with a personalized podcasting strategy to get their podcast up and running in 30 days or less. That sounds incredible. 
I know that they will find that so beneficial. So I will go ahead and add the links into the show notes so that that way they can book a call with you. So make sure you listen to your podcast, follow her, subscribe, send her a DM. You want to make sure that you're able to get all of the valuable content that it's out there for free. And like you just you just mentioned about your course, you want more guided help one on one, reach out to Rosie. So thank you so much, Rosie, again, for being here. I am so grateful that you were able to come. We were able to spend this hour talking and chatting and learning more about your expertise and sharing this with my listeners. So thank you so much, Rosie. And until next time. Thanks, Jessica, for having me on your show. And if you'd like to listen to more about mindset, mumpreneurship, or anything to do with habit building and building that life that you want as a mumpreneur, head on over to Minding Bliss, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'll catch you in episode 42. See you then.